Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're having fiercely authentic conversations on life, love, leadership, and our personal and collective liberation. In a culture that benefits from our fear, suffering, and disconnection from source self and others, we're here to shift the narrative so that together we can create the world we want to live in. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Pathak, and I'm excited for us to dive right in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be diving into exploitative relationships and how we can decolonize our relationships. Now, I know those sound like really big words, and I'm going to break it down really simply for you in this podcast episode. And if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, in particular, the ones with James Olivia and with Robin, if you have listened to those episodes of the podcast, you've probably heard these words, exploitative relationships and decolonizing our relationships. And today, I'm going to expand a little bit deeper on that. So it's important that I share with you, I am not an anti-oppression educator. I am not a decolonial educator. I am simply someone who is sharing what I am learning and applying it through the lens of my own personal and professional experience as a human, as a relationship therapist, and as someone who's right there on the journey towards liberation alongside you and with you. So with that said, I want to just break down a little bit what that means to me or what these phrases mean to me. So to me, an exploitative relationship is one in which we are looking to get something from someone and we will use any and all tools of manipulation in order to get that thing from that person. If we frame this in the context of slavery and colonization, most of the time it was white people who exploited black and brown and other people of color and used them to get what they wanted And they used all of the tools of manipulation, including fear and scarcity and pain and physical abuse and death even. They used all of those tools in order to manipulate them and everyone else that looked like them into doing what they wanted them to do, which was most often working the fields growing the crops. And then of course, there was also domestic labor. So that is an example of very clear exploitative relationships of the past. And of course, echoes of that still resonate through our lives today and our world today. And I want to bring it to a more personal level in terms of what an exploitative relationship looks like today. And so if you are someone who is a control freak, a perfectionist, a people pleaser, then there's a great possibility that you are someone who engages in exploitative practices in your relationships in order 
to get what you want. Now, I know that sounds like a really harsh truth bomb. And let me share with you what I mean. And I'm going to start with that first example of being a control freak. I am going to just totally out myself that I am a recovering control freak, perfectionist, and people pleaser. So all of those three things that I just identified, I am recovering from all of that because those are actually some of the ways that the oppression and colonization and the supremacy have impacted me through the generations and how they've impacted most of us through the generations. So I'm not over here on some high horse talking down to you. I am right here in front of this microphone speaking to you as someone who has this experience right there alongside you. So using the example of being a control freak, I know that there have been times where I really want to get something from the people in my life. And so I engage in really controlling practices, whether this be straight up controlling them, telling them what they can and cannot do or what they should or shouldn't do, or whether it be more subtle in terms of withholding affection or withholding communication and things like that. Okay. So that is one form of how we engage in some of these exploitative practices in our relationships. So if you're engaging in any of those practices, it's most likely because you want the person in your relationship or that you're in relationship with, even if it's the checker at the grocery store, like you want them to respond to you in a certain way and you want them to do something for you, like basically you want something from them. And so you engage in any of these behaviors so that you can get what it is that you want. Same thing applies if you are someone who experiences perfectionism. In that instance, we are exploiting our relationship most likely with ourselves because we are trying to control and manipulate ourselves so that we can get an outcome from our situation, from our circumstance, from our project, from our work, from our child, from any of the above. And so again, we engage in those practices. And sometimes we do have perfectionistic tendencies towards our children, towards our partners. We want them to be perfect. We want them to show up a certain way. We want them to look a certain way. We want them to treat us a certain way. And that certain way has to be perfect. So again, we engage in these practices so that we can take advantage of another person giving us what we want. And if it's perfectionism towards ourselves, it's we engage in these exploitative practices in hopes that we ourselves will give us what we quote unquote want in order to stay perfect. And then people pleasing. This one's really fun because it's kind of a multi-pronged, multifaceted pattern. And what this one relates to is if you are engaging in people-pleasing practices, then it's kind of a two-part exploitation. 
One is the person who is engaging in some of that manipulative, exploitative behavior towards you. And the second one is by you engaging in the people-pleasing practice of the person who's doing that exploitative behavior towards you, you're kind of engaging in it back with them. And so in some sneaky mind trip kind of way, you replay the exploitation dynamic. And when I say that you're engaging in that exploitative behavior back, what I mean is that you are robbing the other person of the dignity to have an experience based in love and kindness and grace. You're robbing them of that. And by giving them what it is that they want, you are transgressing yourself and exploiting yourself to be in the good graces of whoever it is that you are engaging in people-pleasing behavior with. And I can go on and on about that. And maybe I'll do a whole episode dedicated to the people pleasers because I've definitely done some episodes on perfectionism and control. And I can definitely sit here and have a whole conversation for my people pleasers. And I will. So look for that in an upcoming episode. And when I say that you are engaging in an exploitative behavior back towards the person who is exploiting you or attempting to exploit you, what I mean is you are robbing that person of the dignity of having a healthy interaction with you. And by doing that, you further perpetuate the exploitation towards yourself because you also are robbing yourself of having a healthy interaction or relationship with the person with whom you're in that exploitative relationship with. Like I said, I know that this is kind of mind trippy. It's a little confusing and there's layers and layers of complexity associated with these things. And so for today, I'm simply using these as brief examples of exploitative relationships and what that looks like in our today, modern day world examples of what it looks like. And if you listened to that episode with James Olivia, you know that James Olivia refers to this as relational fuckery. When we are engaging in these practices, we are engaging in relational fuckery. We are just causing a hot mess of our relationships with others and with ourselves. And as James Olivia mentioned, Terry Real, the person who we both trained with, he calls them losing strategies. So control, perfection, manipulation, withholding, people-pleasing, those are all losing strategies. And it puts any of us that are engaging in those patterns into these really 
yucky power dynamics of power under, power over. And when we go into those power dynamics, then we know that we're in an exploitative relationship and we are trying to get something from someone. And most oftentimes that is either at their expense or at the expense of ourselves and others. So what do we do about it? That is where we start to talk about decolonizing our relationships. And again, I am not an educator on decolonization. I am simply sharing what I am learning and what it means to me and what it looks like to me. And I'm going to out myself again here because I am definitely not perfect You hear that? This is how deep the supremacy and oppression lives within me that I have to even come here and say, I'm not quote unquote perfect. When I just told you that perfectionism is one of those exploitative behaviors. So I'm still going to use that phrase. I don't do this a hundred percent of the time in a hundred percent beautiful, graceful way. And one of the ways that we can work towards decolonizing our relationships is to take the expectations that we have for ourselves and for others out of the equation. You see, because when we have expectations, that means we've already placed conditions on our relationships. And again, these are the relationships with people, places, and things. Because of course, we can have expectations even about our job performance or the performance of our children in their academics or in their ballet classes or the performance of our partners in the relationships. So it doesn't matter if this is towards another person or a place because we expect our homes to be perfect and beautiful. And if not, we try to control them to be that way or even things. And when I'm talking about those things, I'm talking about achievements and material things. So anytime we have an expectation, we have already placed a condition on our relationship And whenever there are conditions in our relationships, you know, if then, if you show up for me this way, then I will show up for you that way. When we put these conditions on our relationships, that is where our downfall begins. That is where we begin to engage in those exploitative practices. Because anytime there is a condition, we're saying, I will only love you if or when you do X, Y, and Z for me. Or I will only love you if and when you show up in this certain kind of way. And when we engage in that type of pattern in our relationships, we have already dehumanized the person we are in relationship with. We have already colonized them and we have already 
taken ownership of who they are or who they should be or how they should act or how they should perform. And that puts us right back into that power dynamic of me against you, inferior, superior, better than, less than, right and wrong. And any time we approach our relationships from that place, we once again perpetuate systems of oppression, colonization, and supremacy culture within ourselves, with the people that we love. And we forget the truth of who we are. Because to me, the truth of who we are is an extension of the divine, sparks of light, who are inherently lovable and worthy and valuable. Not because we look a certain way or act a certain way or can perform a certain way, but simply because we exist. And now this isn't to say that we allow ourselves to be walked all over if people are engaging in exploitative behaviors towards us or any unacceptable behaviors towards us. Absolutely not. Because the thing is, love also says no. So today I'm going to invite you to think about your relationships and think about how you might be perpetuating these systems of oppression and colonization and also supremacy in the relationships you have with the people around you and decide how does that feel to know that you are engaging in these exploitative practices in your relationships with the humans in your life whom you claim to love. And if this episode and my invitation to you feels really uncomfortable, then I'm going to invite you to consider how you can start to decolonize your relationships, how you can start to let go of expectations and attachments to how other people should be or how they should act and how you can take away those conditions and love them simply because they exist until next time take really good care Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I want to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge all of the amazing humans who help make this podcast possible, starting with our main cover photography, which is by Jillian at Epoxy Studios. Cover design, transcripts, blog posts, and all of the pretty IG quote graphics you see are done by my assistant, Ana Olvina. 
custom music and editing is done by my editor, Diego Velasquez. And though this isn't a human, I do want to acknowledge that all messages that you hear on the podcast are channeled through the divine wisdom that flows through me. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you want to get in on ways to support the podcast and get in on community, there's many ways to do so. Starting with rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Share the podcast with everyone you know, including screenshotting it and sharing it on IG. And when you do that, please be sure to tag me at Sharani M. Pathak. If you have the financial means to do so, then please head on over to coffee.com slash Sharani, that's ko-fi.com slash Sharani, where you can make a one-time or monthly contribution starting at just $5. It takes upwards of $300 a month to support my podcast team. And by making a financial contribution, you're contributing to the podcast and you're supporting all of us and the labor that we are doing to make this podcast possible for you. And lastly, if you want in on the Fierce Authenticity email community where I share behind-the-scenes info, stories I don't share anywhere else, and opportunities to get first dibs on anything I'm offering, then head on over to www.fierceauthenticity.com slash newsletter to join the community. As a welcome gift, you'll receive an audio training I've recorded just for you on what fierce authenticity is and why it matters at this revolutionary time on our planet. Until we meet again, take really good care.